Love Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for being my portion. He's my everything. The songwriter said this, a constant friend is he. His eyes is on the sparrow, and I know that he watches over me. So because God is watching, because God takes care of us, we sing because we're happy. We sing because we've been set free. Whom the Son set free is free indeed. We know, we believe, and we know that his eyes is yet on that sparrow, but he continues to watch over me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah this morning unto Almighty God. We thank him for a week ending. Thank him for how he brought us up until this present time this morning. He has already done great and mighty things for us today. He has already done it. Woke us up, clothed in our right mind. We have youth and activity of limbs, life, health, and strength. It may not be all the health that you desire, but you have enough to remain here. You have enough strength to pray. Man ought to always pray and not faint. Pray without ceasing. I feel all right right there this morning. Amen goes right there today. Because without him, we can do nothing. And he has done so much for us, doing so much for us right now. And he will continue. We have so much to be thankful for, but we don't focus. We focus on what we feel, what the flesh requires. We keep the spirit man, as the world say, to the curve. You sit over there. And if I decide I want you to move, I, I'll let you know. And we walk on every day, walk on through life, feeling stuff and thinking in the natural. When if we turn it loose and give it to God, set yourself free. That's what you'll do. When you hear the scripture, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him, he shall direct your path. That will mean so much to you because now you realize that I don't have to fight any battles, really. I don't have to give in to my flesh. I can make this flesh come under subjection. I can make my flesh behave, but I got to want to do it. I got to focus. I got to watch as well as pray. I got to have a personal prayer life and a personal Bible study life. I got to remember what the word of God says concerning me, what I shouldn't do, and mainly what I should do. Hallelujah. And we will be all right. Listen, we're going to prayer. First thing this morning, today is Testify Friday. And uh, we're going to talk about small things today. Small things. Many people don't pay small things any attention, but they're just as important as the big things. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for another week ending. Thank you for another Friday morning. This is a day that we've never seen before. But Lord, you made it and the day is good. Many times what comes during the day may not be so good. But the day itself, you made it, and we will rejoice no matter what and be glad in this day. Hallelujah. We come this morning thanking you, Father, for waking us up closing our right minds. Thank you for the use and activity of our limbs, our life, our health, and our strength. Thank you for all you've done already. 
Thank you for what you're doing right now. And Father, what you're going to do great and mighty things for your people. We come this morning, bow down in humbleness, boldly, before the throne of grace. Father, we've come to make our petitions known unto you. We come this morning asking that you would bless our family and friends near and far, every caller and every listener, God, every family member of theirs, every friend of theirs. Father, we come this morning asking that you would heal our bodies. Let your healing power flow this morning. And give us the heart and mind to receive. Give us a heart and mind to believe that you're healing us right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And we give you glory. We give you honor and praise. We thank you, Father. Come this morning asking that you would bless those that are incarcerated. Lord, we ask this morning that you would strengthen the brethren that's locked up. Strengthen them today, O oh God, that they will continue to walk in your way and that they will bring their flesh under subjection in the name of Jesus. They will teach their flesh to die so you can live. Your spirit can live in them. Bless those that are in every branch of the military, their family members, O oh God, their wives, their children. Bless whatever branch that you have them in. Moved by your spirit for him today. Bless the administration of our military, oh God. In the name of Jesus, ask that you would bless our brothers and sisters overseas everywhere. Father, you know what they're going through, and you know what's best for them. Loose your protecting angels today, God, to stand watch to shield and protect those that are missing parts of you, parts of your word. God, I ask today that you would send your word so that it will heal. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Bless widows and bereaved families, intercessory prayer people. Israel and Jerusalem. Mm. Preachers preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. Father America and the leadership of America, mercy this morning. Ask that you would bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here today. Feed your people. Lord, we want to be fed by you until we want no more. Don't let a word fall on deaf ears. Father, don't let the weed come up and choke your word out of them. But Lord, what you set it out to do, let them receive it today so that they can grow in you. In the name of Jesus, and, Father, today, those that stand in the need of jobs, finances, promotions, whatever it may be, open doors and make ways. Send uncommon blessings this weekend, uncommon miracles this weekend to your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it all. Hallelujah. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Listen, today is Friday. <laughs> I did not do what I was supposed to do last night, which was get the trash out. So I'm going to do that. So we're going to this one. And uh, when we come back, we will continue to talk about Testify Friday and small things.
power of the blood. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh yeah, Elevation Church this morning and uh, the mercy of God. Mercy is the name of it. And uh, I'm so grateful uh, unto Almighty God this morning and that he's on our side today in spite of us. Later on, Sister Rita, I got a little surprise for you. (laughs) And uh, I'll be sharing that with you in a little while. But listen, we are talking today. We're testifying of the goodness of the Lord. If you have a testimony today that you would like to share, please feel free to press that number one and come in and share with us today. You don't have to wait until 9 a.m. Anytime you feel like you're ready, you can call 619-639-46. Zero nine. Again, that is 619-639-4609. And press the number one on your phone, and uh, your light will come on in the studio, and I'll be able to bring you in. And you can talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people, because we want to let everybody know. We want the world to know. He's our friend, and we love him. And not only that, we love him, but he's the best God that we've ever known. We're considered his children, and uh, he's considered our heavenly father. We are considered his servants, and he's our master. Hallelujah. But he's a one-of-a-kind God. He's a -a one-of-a-kind heavenly father. He's a -a one-of-a-kind master. There's none like him. Yeah, Rashawn Mitchell said it best. We can search all over. We won't find anybody. Nobody greater than Almighty God Jehovah. This is the God that have all power. There's no higher power. And all power is on our side today. Yeah. Even let us know we can do this. Cast your cares upon me. For I care it for you. Come. Let us reason together. Listen, Woody. Although your sins be as scarlet, I will wash you as white as snow. Look at that. <laughs> he loved us. He loved us this morning. We don't love him enough. 
Oh, we say we do, but actions speak louder than words. And he's an action God, believe it or not. And he hear what we say, but he's looking at what we do. Yeah. I have one too, Brother Lou, and that's what I do too. Shred it, shred it, shred it. Yeah. But I thank God this morning that he's for us. He said, if he be for us, he's more than the whole world against us. So no matter what come our way today, we have a savior. We have someone who cares. We have someone who truly loves us. You know, I've had sit down with women and they're talking to me about the husband and the family and they say, he don't love me no more. He fell out of love with me. And it's not my imagination. The love he used to show me, it's not being shown anymore. It's not that he even take me for granted. He don't even see me anymore. Yeah. But we know this God loves us. If we received him. See, he won't force himself on you. You have to receive him. And if you received him and you continue to do what it takes to keep him, you know. For he loved the entire world. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son for us. When we were yet sinners, his son Christ died for us. That's love. He knew we would not treat his son right. He knew this. He knew all the things that we would do and still do. Doing, still doing, and will do even more. He already knows. But the scripture says the love covers a multitude of sins. So he cover our wrongdoings with sin, I mean with love. And he wait patiently for us to come to him. Ask for forgiveness. Because if we know it's wrong and we do it, it's a sin. It's no longer wrongdoing. It's a sin now. Yeah, we committed wrong against God and his word. So we ask for forgiveness. Ask God that when this come back around, don't let it find me in the same place. But that the house been swept clean, Father, and I've moved on in you. And I'm refusing to let anything that's not like you back in my house. That's that spiritual house. That's your heart. Hallelujah. So we thank God this morning. And today we're talking about small things. Uh, I've done a lot of small things, but... I was rewarded. Many of us, when we get the big things, now if God give us $10,000, we want the whole world to know how good he is. We testifying of his goodness. Unless we don't want nobody to know because they might ask for some of it or we think they might rob us or something. We're not telling nobody. But if we truly know this is the move of God and we, we, we get so excited, we want to tell somebody. He gave me a house. He gave me a car. I want to tell everybody about this. He healed my body. He gave me the new position on the job. He gave me the raise with it. I was uh, unemployed. He gave me a job, and the job is better than I could ever imagine. I never thought I would get this kind of job. Oh, we testify now. We consider these things to be big. Sometimes we testify of things that when, of what everybody can see about us, you know. 
But the small things, what we call small, you didn't have $5 and he gave you 50 but you don't really talk about that. It wasn't a lump sum of money. <laughs> On the job, they give free coffee to the employees in the break room, but you take donuts every Monday. I had a job like that. I worked for a company, and I had a cubicle. I worked in the cubicle. <laughs> And, you know, i always been strange, I will say that. And so on this particular job, when I would make a sale, I would raise my hand, and they would write my sale on the board. And sometimes the manager would be looking and talking to somebody else or trying to encourage somebody this side to make a sale. And I would, I would be like, hold up, hold up, Mike, hold up, show me some love. He was like, all right, I got you, Barbara. He would put a mark. To show that I had another sale. And people would come and get the job and they would say, I'm doing real poor in my sales. I don't, I don't understand. I don't really get the gist of this. I said, well, listen, do you believe in God? They said, yeah, yeah, I go to church. You know, that's what folks, that's the first thing they throw to you about that building. Like the building saves, you know? So, I said, well, do you really believe in God? And yeah, yeah, I do. I said, well, let's pray right quick and uh, trust God. I said, believe, believe. That's what you got to do. We praying because we believe not only he's here, but he's going to answer. So we would pray the prayer of faith, and they would go back to their cubicle, and in a few minutes you hear them ring the bell, and they got a sale. And I would, you know, Talk to them and tell them, look, when you make a call, you talk to the person just like you would your friend or, you, you know, a family member. And, you know, you kind of tell them that you call because you wanted to see if they were interested in this. Now, that's not what the company going to tell you to say. But if you say what I tell you to say, you're going to make some sales because people hate telemarketing calls and they would feel like, they didn't ask you to call them. They didn't call you and ask you to call them back. I said, so you have to give people something that they feel comfortable with and let them know I won't continue to harass you. Yeah. And so what happened was the Lord blessed me. I took donuts, uh, danishes, uh, uh, some kind of pastry every Monday. And like I said, the company gave free coffee in the break room. It, now, to me, this was a tiny thing. I think it was about 30 of us in there. So that means every Monday I bought 30 donuts, 30 danishes, and, uh, or whatever I brought. I may have baked a couple of cakes, you know, if I didn't have a lot of money and sliced the cake up nice, 30 slices. So the boss come to me. He said, uh, Barbara? I said, yes. He said, you some kind of wonderful. I said, Really? He said, yeah, you, you bring them pastries in here like that. He said, Barbara, I'm not supposed to have them. He said, but when you brought that cake in here, I knew you made that. I said, I did. He said, and I was like, I'm going to have to have a second slice. Is anybody not coming to work today? Because I need another slice of that. I said, really? Look, so much happened. But every Monday, no matter how I went, I brought my pastries in for my Team, my co-workers, and I didn't consider it uh, a tedious job. It wasn't stressful. 
to be honest, I never kind of thought about it in no other way than I would think about myself. Yeah, I like that cheese Danish. <laughs> and round about, I want to say about 10.30, 11-ish, I could use one of them Danish with a cup of coffee. Sometimes I would have a bottle of water with it, you know. That's what I was thinking. Everybody was thinking like me, which it was not that way. But I just assumed that this would help somebody. It would give them a sugar rush, and they would speed up their process and make more sales because, you know, they're feeling good. Sugar makes you feel good. I don't care what nobody say. That's why I became addicted to it. So I went on. And like I said, a lot of things happened in my life. Uh, I got to the place where I moved. I never should have done that, but I moved to help someone who was not right. And my sales went down. So when I couldn't pay for where I had to live with a $75 paycheck a couple of weeks, you know. So I ended up at a hotel. I don't know. The Lord just sent me there to ask the lady about the rate. And she began to talk to me and everything. And then, you know, I could see some things and I began to share with her. She said, walk with me. And I began to walk with her. And she went to check on this all the way down in the bottom and that and this, you know, doing her management job. And when we got back, she said, I tell you what. Because I told her, I said, listen, I'm homeless. I have a job, but nowhere to live. I moved, and I, I made a wrong move. She said, okay. She said, but I have a suite, and I'll let you have that suite for whatever you got. I had $3, and I stayed there. And they was getting ready, to, if I'm not mistaken, they was getting ready to have some kind of big hoop to do in Orlando. They always doing something big there, so. She needed the room, and I knew it. She didn't even have to really tell me I knew it. So I went and I spent a couple of nights at uh, Evangelist Rhonda Kirby's. Then Kirby turned me on to one of her coworkers, and I got a room with her. Sales went back up because I'm closer to the job now. Well, I ended up leaving, coming back to Jacksonville, and I did – well, I left to help a man open up a cafe, and I'm helping him working like a dog and this and that, no pay, but you know God sustained me. I'm doing taxes on the side. I'm preaching on the side. The church is blessing me, and um, when I saw that he just was not going to give God his all because he talked like he knew the Lord and yada, 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 and I, I knew the lady he was with. And uh, I thought it was husband and wife, but come to find out it was boyfriend and girlfriend. I said, well, Lord, I know you're not sitting there. I got to go. That's all. So I went up the street and got a job at the tax office. Listen to this. They allowed me to put a little desk, and they, they gave me the desk and a phone. And I worked that phone, and I had people. And now they did the electronic side. People came to me, and I figured the taxes out to tell them, you know, what they were going to get back, yada, yada, before they went to the electronic side. They paid me for that. When I tell you I was making some money, it was tax season. Then if they wanted it back in a day, 
the next day, three days. Remember when it was like that? The crooks got in there and messed it up. So anyway, um, I was doing that and making money. I went and bought me a car because I didn't have a car. And y'all know I just always been fond of Toyota. I can't help it. So I went and bought me a little Toyota, 1973 Toyota. They called it the Stop and Go Toyota. <laughs> it was a stick shift. My friend, Minister Hendricks, Thaddeus Hendricks, he went with me to a place called Ed Tillman. If you're from Jacksonville, Jerry, and, and uh, Rose Brown, you know where US-1 and Edgewood at. Ed Tillman used to be right down the corner when you get to the foot of the bridge next to the storage place. So I went there and I talked to him. I said, Mr. Tillman, I said, I have $200, but I need a car. I said, and, and I can't make no payments. I said, I'm just sorry. I said, do you have anything that halfway running that I could drive and maybe do a little repairs on it? He said, yeah, come on back here, Barbara. I got this perfect thing. He said, you see that blue Toyota right there? I said, yeah. He said, you don't see no dents and bits on it, do you? I said, no. He said, look like it got Venetian blinds on the back hood. I said, it sure do. He said, and the Venetian blinds don't match the car. They black, but the car blue. He said, you shame of that? I said, no. He said, well, this is your car. Come on, let me write you up. He write me up. I said, Mr. Tillman, it's a stick. He said, yeah, you can't learn it. You learn to drive. You can learn to drive this car in about five minutes. I said, I don't like He said, no, now this is what I got for you now, Barbara. Either you're going to take it or you're going to have to leave it. I don't have no more $200 car. He said, matter of fact, I was asking six for this one. But I know you need it, so I was willing to help you. I said, okay, Mr. Tillman. So I called Minister Hendricks, and he come over. He said, well, drive my car, and I'll drive the stick. I said, okay. So he took me back to the tax office, parked my Toyota, parked his car. Now, I couldn't drive a stick at all. Had never tried to drive one. Look, I was in there doing taxes, and a guy come to get his taxes done. And uh, I don't know why, but I told him, I said, look, you see that blue car right there? He said, yeah, that's a cute little car. I said, that's my car, but I can't drive it. He said, huh? I said, it's a stick. I don't know how to drive it. He said, well, I tell you what. If you give me a ride to Cleveland Road in Edgewood between Main Street and there, I'll teach you to drive that car. I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, okay. I said, but it'll be a while before I leave because I don't leave out of here until around 5, 5.30, you know. He was like, no problem. I'm going to run over and uh, see my friend, and then I'll be back. And then, you know, I'll drive it over to Cleveland and Edgewood, but you watch what I'm doing, and I'll be talking to you, okay? I said, okay. He said, I'm going to teach you. You're going to drive this car. Oh, my goodness. The whole time I'm doing the people taxes. And and I double check. Sometimes I three you know, check three times over your taxes, make sure everything is in place. So it would sometimes take me a few minutes because I want to make sure you got what you want. Yes, sir, brother Lua, a, a Corolla. That's what it was. <laughs> I do regret giving it away. I sure do. So look, cause that car probably still running somewhere right now. So look, I um I mean, I checked my work, you know, but I'm checking the people taxes four and five times now because I'm 
my mind on the car and I can't drive it and I need a way home and da 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 da. Because I was staying with a friend of mine, Sharon Clemens. She taught uh, a class, GED classes at the uh, P farms. It's, it's 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 the jail, but they call it the P farm. If you get more than, um, if you get a year, up to a year, you could stay at the P farm and do your time. You didn't have to go to prison. You had to get a year and a day. Then they would send you to prison. So I'm staying with her, and uh, I got to get home, and I want to get home before it get dark. So he come back, like he said, said, you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready to clean my desk off, put everything up, lock my desk, got my purse, headed out there to the car. I got on the passenger side. He got on the driver's side. Look, look. Didn't even think to ask him. You got a driving license, really, I don't think. No, he wasn't on no insurance. I had just got the insurance on the car. We head on, and he's teaching me to shift. And he taught me. I got that thing. Y'all better hear me. So when we got the Cleveland Road and Edgewood, he said, hey, he said, this is my destination. He said, but you're going to be all right. He said, you're going to drive this this car a lot of days. He said, because you know how to drive it now. He said, come on around here and get in. Let me see you show out. I went around the car, got on the passenger side, and because he had turned it off, I started it back up and uh, pushed the clutch in and pulled it to first. Gave it some gas. Getting on down the road, I'm giving it gas. I bring it to second. Brother Louis, I take it on over there to the right, the, the third, and on 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 it that and dropped it on back and forth. And Brother Louis, I was gone. Stopped at the red light, the clutch and the brake. Yeah, and, 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 and I was just excited. I was like, I'm driving it. I'm driving the car. I'm driving the stick. And um, I went on down Edgewood to US one. Back right there where Ed Tillman was, who sold me the car. I made a right right there. I'm coming from the other way, the opposite way this time. Made a right right there. Went on down US 1, got up on 295. Yeah, the Interstate 295 took it all the way out to Dunn's Avenue, and bam, I was home. Got up the next day, drove it on back to work, and I started looking for me a place. Not that Sharon, you know, wanted me to leave. She wanted me to live there forever with her, but I had to go. Because I'm, you know, used to my own spot. So I found me a spot over in a place called Pelican Point on Dunn's Avenue. And uh, moved in there. The people let me move in there on my word. No credit check, none of that. Just my word. I moved in there and everything. And um, was still working. Met a lady named Pastor Middleton. I would drive the, the, the car over to her house. Oh, he blessed me. Listen, he blessed me. Small things. Listen to me. I was on a job that didn't pay a whole lot, but it paid enough for me. My biggest thing was ministry in my mind during this time. It wasn't where I lived. It wasn't the amount of money I made. It wasn't a car, what I drove. It wasn't that. Now, I've always been a little bit into clothing, and I love shoes. 
But the main thing was to obey God during this time. I didn't have a car, so I'm walking to and from somewhere everywhere I got to go. And I'm witnessing, you know, meeting people, and I'm talking to them about the goodness of the Lord. So because I did the small thing for my team on the job, because I didn't grumble and complain. The management, before I left it, they started sending people over to me when they would come and say, you know, I don't know, I may have to leave. I'm, I'm just not making sales, and I, I'm just not seeing this as a good position for me. They would say, have you been over to see Barbara? And the people would say, who is Barbara? See that cubicle over there? Go talk to that lady. Tell I sent you over there. This is the management. I came back to work there, and I said I didn't want to do no more sales. I wanted to go over into the uh, clarification department where they record everything, and you listen to it, and you got to verify. So it was verification, really. I got over there. It was so quiet and boring because the, 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 the senior boss, I had gone to him like the district manager, and he was on site all the time. I said, hey, Dan. He said, yeah. I said, Dan, I want to go over to verification. He looked at me. He said, Bobby, you don't want to be over there. I said, yes, I do. I said, I think they pay a little more over there. He said, yeah, they may pay a little more over there, Bobby. He said, but it's not you, and you're going to want to come back to the floor. And I may not have a spot for you on the floor, and you're stuck in verification, although I want you on the floor. I said, well, I just want to try it. I want to go over there. I want the job. He said, listen, you get this position, you're not going to be able to come back to the floor. I went over there. I stayed over there almost a week. Listen, this is the Lord moving now. I went to Dan. He said, no, I, I can't do you no good. He said, go to John. It's, it's the big, big boss. So I go to him and I said, John, I want to go back to the floor. He said, did Dan talk to you about that? I said, yeah, he told me that if I go to verification when I get ready to go back to the floor, that may not be a position for me. I said, but it's boring over there, and, no, and nobody can do no talking or nothing. I can't work like that. I said, and I really do miss my sales. He said, okay, hmm. let me see what I can do. So when he walked with me, Dan was towards him, you know, so he was talking to him every day. I seen Dan look at me and give me the evil eye. I said, oh, goodness. I said, he probably going to make me stay over there. going to talk to John, and they're going to make me stay over there. Well, they both came, and they said, Barbara, this is it now. If you want to go back to verification, we're not moving you. You're going to have to stay in sales. I said, oh, thank you. You won't be sorry. They said, we know we won't. I went back over there. You could hear me hitting that bell. Ding, ding, ding. Show me some love. But because on Mondays, listen to me, I carried Danish for my team. Anybody they sent to me for prayer, I took my time and prayed with them and prayed for them and encouraged them on the job. The prayer group grew so big, they let us use a huge conference room. We had to take it outside every morning. 
When I tell you I'm not ashamed of the gospel, I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ. He's the God of my life. Everywhere I go, I, I, I have to let, let him shine through me. Been good to me a million years. I've never been all that in a bag of chips. Now, when I come out my parents' house, you know, I thought I was something. And later on, the Lord showed me what I really was. Nothing without him. So all of that changed. All of that, what they call it, I'm bougie. How you bougie and you broke? Oh, watch that, Bible. Stop it, that thing. You're trying to look the part, but you're not really that. You're trying to think and make people think that you're that. Oh, oh, you got the designer bag and shoes and you got your hair scooped and duped. Yeah. You you may even have a designer dress or suit on. But you're living in an apartment. You don't have it like that. People that come from the golden spoon point. As they say, with the golden spoon in their mouth, they don't have to fake it because they ain't trying to make it. They already made it. So the Lord showed me, be yourself. Be down to earth, plain and simple and truthful with people. And you're going to get to see what I could use you to do. But all this fanfare and fake and foolishness, I can't use that. It's not truthful. It's not real. See, because these kind of people, they have their eye on the world and hoping the world have its eye on them. But how many know the world is not uh, caring about what you and yours doing? They could really care less. The only way they, they take up on something is if it's going against what they like. The church folks stay that way too. They said, this is the, the bubblegum chewing ministry. Now, if you come in there and you're not chewing bubblegum, you got to go. They're going to they gonna look at you. They're going to watch you. Oh, we chew bubblegum over here, and you're not chewing any. That's the only way they come, they come for you, or they care about something you're doing, and they don't really care about you. It's what you're doing that they care about. See, we represent Coca-Cola over here. And you coming over here with a Pepsi? No, that, that's not what go on over here. Get on from over here. Unless you can bring a Coca-Cola over here. They call it a Coke now. Can bottle, plastic bottle, glass bottle, little Coke, big Coke, two liter. We don't care what kind of Coke it is, just show us some Coke. But if you don't have that Coca-Cola, don't come back over here. For, that's the only way the world care about you. You're doing something against what they don't like. Something You're doing something against what they like, I'm sorry. You're not doing what they're doing. Other than that, you can have 3,500 designer bags, 3,500 pair of designer shoes and all the outfits almost in the world are the designer clothes. They're going to call you stupid and crazy because, see, guess what? Game no game. She spent all her money on that stuff and living in the project. She spent all that money on that stuff and living in a one-bedroom apartment. And guess what? I heard they cut her lights off. You just, that, that's the only way they're going to be any kind of really concerned about you, and that's not concern. 
That's talking about you. Nobody's coming to give you a hand with your designer stuff. Oh, I got to have Fendi. Oh, I got to. I used to be a Fendi person. But I wasn't Fendi to be bougie. I wasn't Fendi to be all this and that. I, I just like the product, what they made, the way they made purses, uh, stuff like that, scarves, different things. Yeah. But the Lord showed me, come out from among them and be separated, please. I'll be your God and you're going to be my people. Small things. Going back to this. Because I serve my team with pastry from my heart, never expected nothing. Prayed the prayer of faith for them and with them. Encouraged them. Had respect for my boss, the management and everything. I came back to that job with no money and a suitcase and my purse. When I came back, I didn't have nowhere to live then. And I asked John, I told John, he said, hey, Barbara, I can't help you right now. He said, I can give you $20. I said, well, let me get that 20 up. I said, he gave me the $20. And that's when I left and went and got the spot Sweet for three dollars at the hotel. Nice hotel. When we do small things and do it from your heart, call somebody. Make let it become a habit. Let it become something you do all the time. If you can't do it at the same time, make sure you do it at least that day, at least that week. At least that month. I wouldn't care if you did it once a year. But make sure you're doing something for someone. And not because you know them, not because you're related to them. Let it be a stranger, hopefully. Talk to the Lord about it. Lord, I want to be a giver. Because, see, he loves a cheerful giver. I know people don't understand that. it is. They'll say it when it's something they want to say or want to do or want to get. But every day of our life, God loves a cheerful giver. Yes, he does. And look, it should make you feel good. Because look, when I brought them Dana, oh, that made me feel so good on Monday morning. I was high. I was on cloud nine. Some guy that would say, Barbara, go ahead and get your Danish out. We coming for our Danish now. I said, well, I don't have to get mine first. Whoever wants theirs can go ahead. Barbara, go and get your Danish. We got to go. We ain't got but a few minutes before we clock in. Now, come on. I would get my Danish and my donut or my piece of cake or whatever I wanted, get my coffee and my water, and i go to my desk. But I could stand up and see. And they would be over there at the table uh, in, the, in the office supply these little saucers, a little tiny plate for you to put your Danish on. And I could see them. Some would be coming out the break room with the coffee and coming to the table to get their Danish on their plate, and they turn and go to their cubicle. And I would be looking at that. And that made me so happy. Yeah. I didn't think, oh, they greedy. They don't never bring nothing. I'm always. They didn't ask me to bring nothing over there. They didn't ask me for a Danish. They never asked me for a piece of cake over there. 
that come to me to do that. My son got a job there years after I left. And he did the same thing without knowing I did it. Could you believe that, A.L. Sion? He did the same. Every Monday, he took Danish. And one day we was talking, he said, yeah, I'm over here at the bakery getting these big cookies. I said, what you getting cookies? I take them to work every Monday. I said, what? He said, yeah, I take Danish every Monday. I said, when I was there, I did the same thing, boy. He said, I didn't know that. I said, I didn't know you was doing it either, you see? Now, he was my seed. God loves a cheerful giver. And it made him good to do that. Now, I know it made him good to do that, but him, you got to know. I know women was around, and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so that really made him feel good that he was pleasing the women. Yeah. But small things, small things, God will bless you for doing that, which is small. Some people can't do a thing unless it's big enough that the world know about it. Everybody in the church got to know about it. Everybody on the job got to know that they doing this. All the family members need to know I paid for all the meat for the family reunion. I gave most of the money for the T-shirt. All kind of craziness. That which we do in secret, listen to me. God will reward you openly. I didn't have to sleep under the stars not one night. I didn't have to go buy a sleeping bag and, 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 and ball it up or whatever you do with it and get around with my stuff. The Lord opened the door for me. He made a way where I saw no way, over and over and over again. Yeah. Small things today. I want to go to this one first. And this is Psalms, I think it's 145 and verse 8. And this is what it says. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are all over, are over all his works. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his work. Now look, everybody in there was not churchgoers. Everybody in there wasn't saved. Everybody in there wasn't professing Jesus. You understand? The Lord is good to all. He shined on the just as well as the unjust. He used me to do small things because I'm more than happy to do it. And he blessed all. And his tender mercies are over all his work. What I was doing was the work of the Lord. I'm giving danishes. I'm praying for folks. I'm encouraging folks. The Lord is good to all. Now, right there, it, don't, it didn't say that, well, he's just good to his people. Because he so loved the world, the whole world, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He knew everybody. He knew who was here. Nobody was in the world that sneaked in here. And before we come to God to give him our whole heart, guess what? His son Jesus already died for us. The Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are over all his work. If you're working unto him, 
His tender mercies is over what you're doing. Small things, it, it can easily become big things. But see, God knew the very intent of my heart. And he know I like different things every day. I don't like the same thing basically all the time, all the time. All I get bored. So he allowed me to move around. He allowed me to shift. But all that moving around and shifting was unto him. No matter what I was doing, where I was doing it at, I talked of his wondrous works and made known his deeds among the people. I let them know this is not because a lot of people, oh, I like hanging out around you, Barbara. I don't know too many church people like you. Oh, we, this and that. Because I kept it, as the world say, 100. I stayed true. Nothing fake about me. And when you came and I saw you, even if you were smoking weed or whatever you was doing, I didn't say, well, oh, my goodness. Oh, you're smoking weed. Oh, you smoking cigarettes. Oh, you drinking liquor. Oh, you see a clubbing. No, I didn't do all that. That wasn't my business. That's God. He said, in loving kindness have I drawn thee. I met a lady last night. First time. And uh, Johnny Goose just sent him my way. Man, that lady, I know we talked for three hours, if not four. I mean, laughing and having a good time. We had a great time. Yeah. But I could feel this. I'm, I'm talking about I did some talking, and I was tired. And it looked like I just couldn't shut up. And when it's like that, I said, the Lord doing something here. I don't know what, but I'm going to let him do it. I wanted to apologize for talking so much, but I couldn't. And at the end of the evening, when we were saying goodbye to each other, I said, you know, I'm long-winded. And she laughed. <laughs> she laughed. Yeah. Why? God was doing something. She said, you have encouraged me to see. Oh, she said, you have no idea. Told a few things about the husband, told a few things about the daughter, you know. Small things. What small thing can you do for somebody from your heart and it would just be a natural thing that you're doing? I know a woman, she likes to give homeless people plates of food. Every chance she gets, she talking about that. Yeah, I'm being God people. <laughs> And it do her, oh, my goodness. She said, Barbara, I'm going to take my mother with me to pass these plates out and let my mom see what I'm doing. And if she want to get out and help me pass them out, I'm going to let her do it, Barbara. I said, okay. I think it may excite her. And then she's going to go back and tell her church, and her church may join you. And you'll have more workers to help you get more plates out. I enjoy writing pen pal letters to inmates in prison. Yeah. Oh, I love the introduction. I love the, I love how I introduce. Oh, my goodness. Now, some people won't see that as a big thing. Writing prisoners. They done did wrong. They should write in prison. No, ma'am and no, sir. Because the first one without sin cast the first stone. What happened with you is you just didn't get caught. You done broke the law. You just didn't get caught. 
You deserve to go to prison. You just didn't get caught. And some people, because they didn't get caught, those that got caught, they want to down them. They want to be negative to them. They want to beat them to death. death. They want them to rot in prison. That's not how it goes. I write letters to encourage. Now, if they don't know Jesus, I move on because that's what I'm bringing. I'm not bringing no girlfriend, no woman you can marry, no foolishness. I'm not bringing any of that. But I am bringing Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Now, if you want to live, this your opportunity. If you don't want this, I got to move on because there's somebody, uh, one prison over from you who want it. They want a better life. Hallelujah. See, because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. I feel all right right there. Old things have passed away. Glory to his majesty. And all things have become new. It's a new day. You, you've been through some things. Look like it just was never going to get better. Your whole family, it appears against you. Sometimes you feel like you're the black sheep of the family. You don't know which way to go. You don't know what to do. But you found Jesus. And you say, I'm going to stay with him. He's all I got. I got to try him. I, I got to have patience to wait on him. And the more you seek him, the better you become. See, some people want God to give them that two or three houses on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. They want two or three luxury cars. They want plenty of money. He comes that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And that's not necessarily abundant life. Having all the materialistic stuff. That, that's not necessarily that. I know it's not. Abundant life for me is when I go to bed at night, I go in peace. The joy of the Lord is my strength. If I keep my mind on him, he keeps me in perfect peace. When I delight myself in him, he gives me the desires of my Now, all of that is abundant, abundant life. When I call on him, he comes. That's abundant life for me. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I don't have to fear evil. Why, brother, he's with me. His rod and staff, they comfort me. That's abundant life for me. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's abundant life. All I need is faith and patience to wait on God. Let patience have a perfect work that you may be entire and wanting for nothing. When I do these things, that's abundant life. Everybody don't have that. Do you know the world don't have that? Do you know God drew you, and unless he draws you, you can't come? Many have not come because they haven't been drawn. Some people still full of hell, still full of evil. Facebook locked my page and then turned it into French. <laughs> All the whole words on the majority of the page in French. I speak English. I don't understand it, but I speak it. And guess what? I was determined. 
worked on it yesterday till I got it back to what? English. I found out Google can be a great friend to you. Google translated everything I needed to translate from French to English. And I was able to straighten some things out over there. The devil has often tried to run me. All like hell raising, I don't like all that kind of stuff. And those that's doing it, I, we can't be, we, we, we are not friends. When I look at my Facebook page some days, I'd be so happy. Friends done posted scriptures, posted prayers, saying encouraging things. Small things can be big and you don't even know it. You give someone a half a sandwich who's really hungry, they really thankful for it. Now, you give somebody who just uh, finished eating a full plate and offer them a sandwich, no thank you. They don't want it because they don't feel they need it. I'm already full. But give somebody hungry a half a sandwich, not the whole sandwich, and see how grateful they are. And no, just give them a cup of water. You don't have to have tea or no kind of specialty drink, just a cup of water and see how grateful they are to you. Small things today. We want to look at the small things that we can do for God, the small things we can do for our neighbors, our, our, our strangers, families, friends, small things. Because sometimes you're doing big things for family and they don't even like you. Soon as your back turned, Bernice done got with Cynthia and they talking bad about you. Girl, every time she come around, oh, yeah. When you can do something small for a stranger and they'll love you for it. I like to talk about passing them scriptures out. You can make a fancy card. You, you, you can burn the edges of some plain copy paper and make it look, you know, some type of wonderful way. And write, take your time and write the scripture in there. Have you a bunch of them. And as God leads you, may I give you this? And when some people get it, they're going to be, oh, it's a script. Thank you so much. I get them Christmas cards out. And I put a script in there and Jesus in the morning radio talk show. Some people open the card right in my face. And they say, oh, Oh, I love this scripture right here. Sometimes they say, well, what's this? I try to do uh, a morning blog talk radio called Jesus in the Morning. I said, and if you call that number or you go to this website, you can tune in. Really? I said, uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to listen. That's small to give a Christmas card. I didn't give no money in it, but I gave the truth in it. The word of God is the truth. The word of God will change your whole life. After I came to God, Apostle Paul was the one who showed me, don't be ashamed of the gospel, Bible. It has power to save. And I had to look at me and say, yeah, it saved me. His word is true. Small things. If you go to the nursing home, and get, get, go to Dollar Tree and get a bunch of flowers and, and pop them loose. One flower. I, I, I bet you you could get 30 for, for 
something like that, and just pop them loose and round the bottom of just right. You are wonderful. All right, thinking of you. And go to the nursing home and ask them, can I give these to the people? They may say, well, we'll give it to the people. And the dietary department, they got to give everybody in there some type of food. They may be the ones that give each patient there, each person there, a flower with something written on the bottom. Small things. And if you do that just once a month, once a year, Four to six dollars. You will be known for that. See, what I learned is faithfulness is what counts. Some people they have a business and they close it down because they they they, they felt like, well, I made no sale in three days. I'm gonna have to get out of this. No, you got to give it some time. I made no money in a week. You made some sales, but you didn't clear no profit. Sometimes you got to wait three to five years, they told me, sometimes longer. It depends. So you always have a backup plan to keep you going. But small things again this morning. Because, again, Psalms 145 and 8 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is gracious. His grace abounds for us, full of compassion. That's what Jesus had. I didn't, I didn't read where he had empathy or sympathy, but I saw he had compassion. And he didn't get mad so quick like many of us do because I'm raising my hand right now because I, I, I can get angry Right, quick, although I may not sin, but I, I can get angry quick. Slow to anger and great of mercy. I'm living through what the mercies of God can do. Hallelujah. If you know me then and you see me now, turn my whole world upside down to be old and he made. It's what the mercies of God can do. Y'all know I keep saying, I try now, but it's unto him. It's unto him. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his work. Verse 9. I said it was 8, y'all, but it's 9. We want to remember this small things. When I lived in government housing, in the summer, I would fry chicken and give it to the children. In the winter, I made chili or vegetable soup with cornbread, and I gave that away to the children. Small things. Now, for some people, that was a big thing, but for me, that was a small thing. And I enjoyed it, loved doing it, wish I could do it right now. Yeah. When I could, went back 
and people helped me to get the stuff to give out lunch to them. I, I would wait right until they're coming out of school. I started doing that, and I would give them, yeah, the to-go styrofoam plate or whatever I had made, nachos, whatever, hot dogs. And you could see the parents, some mothers saying, go get your plate, baby, go get your plate. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Listen, I'm going to one more song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we're still talking about small things. And today is Testify Friday. And you don't have to wait until 9 o'clock today. Feel free to press that number one and come in.
is the kind of radio you need. Yes, Jesus is a morning radio. Bold radio for real people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're next in line. Yeah, you are next in line for a miracle. Trust God today. Believe him today. Yeah, he's going to do it for you. Things won't always be the same. With time, everything must change. And if you want God to do the impossible, ask him for it. Yeah, he can move upon it right now. Small gestures, small deeds we can do. Small things. Yeah, I can give somebody something. I can clean my closet out at least once a month if I choose to. It may be one thing I can give away. Maybe that's all I can give. Give that one thing away to somebody. I've gone and I, I, I did some shopping and I brought it home. Never used it. All of a sudden, somebody show up who can use it. I said, well, that wasn't for me. It was for them. At the time when I saw it, I really liked it and I really wanted it. But brought it home, never used it. Put it up, forgot all about it many times. The holidays come. I don't celebrate Halloween. That's not me. Mm-mm. I have nothing to do with evil. I walk in good. But Thanksgiving, I may not be able to give a one person a bag or something. But I'm willing to do that because someone can use it. Some family needs something to to make for Thanksgiving. They may not be able to afford a turkey and all the trimmings. But if they just had a chicken or two chickens, some rice and gravy and green beans, they would be happy. And don't 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 give them a pie or they may lose it. You'd be surprised at the people who don't have. And it's not because of a drug habit or because they're alcoholics or they don't care or, you know, they don't work and try. It's not because of that. Sometimes two incomes in the house and it's still not enough. Things are expensive. So I look to the Lord to use me to do small things. And last week and this week, he brought it to my attention. Call this one and ask them if they can use this. Call that one and ask them if they can use this. Small things. And I don't do even small things so folk can talk about, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Barbara did. No, no, the Lord did it. I'm the vessel he used to bring it, but he did it. That's his work. That's his, his blessing. He get the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And when we do it like this, think like this, he do it the more. He'll use us more. And it feels so good to be a giver. It feels so good to give somebody something and watch how excited they are to get it. The songwriter said, God bless the child that has his own. That means if you're a giver, you got something. But if you're the receiver, that means you, you, you don't have none. God says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So we can find some small things to do, to give. May not be money, may not be food, 
may not be a dessert, pastry. It just may be a, a, a small act of kindness. You may help an elderly person across the street. <clears throat> a man just may open a car door for you. Small things we can do. Hallelujah. All right, Sister Jerry, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning. Where I'm at is really noisy, but I just want to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the not so small, but it's small. Thank you for me being able to breathe. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that I can open my eyes. And you allow me to get to the doctor by myself. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Somebody, and I have plenty of people who say, I come get you and I go with you. Then Lord reminded me, sometimes you have to take this journey alone. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you, Baba, for all the great music. I, I, I'm i just in a noisy place, and I'm always at the doctors here lately. But thank God I have a doctor. All right. And please, please. Pray for my grandchildren, grandfather. Okay. He hasn't eaten in three days. Mm. Lord have mercy. But thank you. Thank you for the little okay. things that's going on with my grandchildren. They may be small to some, but it's a great deal for me. So thank you, Barbara. And thank everybody. Good morning, Brother Louie. And Barbara bought me some cake the other day. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. Duh, duh. I got excited, Barbara. I'm sorry. Anyway, they passing out cookies here, too, so I'm going to get me one. Oh, behave. <laughs> behave. I know. <laughs> so, God, so thank God for the small things, because I got me a cookie this morning and drank you some juice. Now, so so God, y'all take tell care. Tell about that cookie. I mean, tell about that cake like that. <laughs> you know? I got excited because they just gave me a cookie. And I was like, oh, yeah, Bobby gave me cake. Am I in my – no, I'm not even supposed to be eating this. But it's okay. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. But we thank God this so, morning. Go ahead. Go thank ahead, y'all so much, Barbara. Thank you for hanging in there as my friend. God it may you. seem like small to you, but it's a – thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, we thank God. We thank God this morning. But yeah, small thing. I'm gonna close your mic back, Jerry. Yeah, cause small things. When we do small things, Brother Lewis said, "Hey, Sister Jerry, when we do small things, we're doing big things and don't even know it. And some people refuse to do it because it's small. The Lord may say, "Well, hey, go to your neighbor and uh, give your neighbor uh, a gallon of tea." They don't want no tea. I'm not going over there and get them no gallon of tea. Now, if I had uh, a bucket of chicken, 12 biscuits, four sides, and a gallon of tea, I'll do that. But he said carry them the tea. Because, see, one thing I learned, we never know what people need. We never know what would make someone's day. Never know. But if God put it on your heart to go and do that, that's what you should be doing. It may 
Appear, I know ushers think what they do sometimes is a small thing, but ushers do a great thing. They watch the door of the house of God, and then they seat people. I walk in a sanctuary, and it's crowded. I need They know where the seat's at. I, I need you to seat me somewhere because I don't want to stand up for the service. Yeah, it appears to be a small thing, but it's a big thing. And I believe in my heart, anything we do for God is big. Anything we do for him. It's huge. It's humongous. Humongous, I'm sorry. Because guess why? He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to use you. He didn't have to let you be that vessel that he decided to use to get the job done. He could have used someone else. So we thank him this morning that he's able to see us through over and over and over again. I'm thankful unto him that I know him for myself and that I'm willing to let him have his way in my life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's none like him. Yeah. We can search all over. Won't find nobody, nobody greater that almighty God. So I just wanted to bring that little bit this morning. I have one more scripture uh, I'm going to read. And after the scripture, I'm going to another song request this morning. And uh, again, the studio is already open. Feel free to press that number one today and uh, come in. I'm looking at Colossians. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12. And this is what it says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. For forbearing one another for, and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfect, perfectness. That charity right there, that's love. That's love. Put on, therefore, the elect of God, holy and beloved. Put on the things that are God. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. He didn't say that you was. He said as. Because, see, you know, some days you're going to be in your right mind and some days you're not. I'm not giving them nothing. I'm not thinking about them. You got many uh, 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 so-called Christians that think like that. But we should have a mind and a heart to do something small for somebody all the time because with God, small is big. Yeah. Holy and beloved bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Sometimes we going through, we want it to hurry up and be over. I'm tired of going through this. I've been through this long enough. God knows what he's doing. And when you sell out to him and you work unto him, it won't be long. You're going to open the door and move on your behalf. Yes, he will. I'm a living witness. And I am so thankful unto him today that he's able to see all of us through. 
sometimes. We can just take a walk and, and, and just walk and you'll meet somebody. And you might make their day just by telling them about the goodness of Almighty God. You can ask somebody, hey, can you do the, use this? Can you use that? I got this and I got that. I know families can always use fabric softness sheets. Dollar Tree have them for a dollar box. Bounce, smell real nice. I love games, but bounce does smell nice too. And if you invest $10 and buy 10 boxes, you can uh, give 10 people or give five people two boxes. Yeah. And they will be thankful. Because I don't know too many people who don't use fabric softener sheets. Yeah. They have salt and pepper in a beautiful, the little table ones. And it's in a beautiful, I call it a decanter. It's real pretty. And I, I, I'm thinking it don't cost more than maybe $1.25. Buy, buy 10 of those. Give those to a family or individuals. And if they see you giving them out, they know you're giving gifts. It might appear to you to be small, but somebody really needed that salt and pepper. Somebody had went to a restaurant, they was homeless, and they got the little salt and pepper pack, and they saved it. But now you're going to walk up and give them the little, the little can, all decorated. That's going to make their day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're grateful unto him this morning, and we're thankful unto him. So listen, I'm going to one more song, and uh, when we come back, uh, we may come back with a message. But um, I wanted to share about small things this morning. So Sarita, did she leave? I think she had to go, but maybe she'll catch it in the archives. I wanted to surprise her with this song right here. I need to learn I need to learn I need to right now. I need to right
I need you right now. I like that song too. Uh, I wanted to play this, and I hope that. Um, wait a minute. I hope that you can hear this clip. And this is a clip of Bishop T.D. Jakes, and he's saying we're raising up women to be men. And they had some people that came against what he said. But now when I listened to what he said, I found no fault. That was just me, you know. And I'm not saying that so that people will say, oh, yeah, well, I, if Barbara say he all right, he all right. That's not what I'm doing it for. I heard nothing bad that the man said. Yeah. So I want to see if we can hear this clip. Well, wait a minute. i tell you what. I'm going to play it here. And I... If Adam had not allowed Eve to pour into him, sin would have never come into the world. Mm. Sin came into the world because Adam broke the order. We were not designed to receive from women. Your self-esteem is compromised when you have to ask your wife for lunch money. I'm not saying you got to be rich. I'm not saying you got to be uh, I'm saying that you have got to be the one who pours in, not the one who takes out. When Adam started eating out of his wife's hand, sin came in because the divine order was broken. This breaks all sociological orders of the culture we're living in now. I'm not saying you got to be uh, famous. I'm saying that you have got to be the one who pours in, not the one who takes out. When Adam started eating out of his wife's hand, sin came in because the divine order was broken. This breaks all sociological orders of the culture we're living in now because we are raising up women to be men. 
and you are not applauded for your femininity. You are applauded in the contemporary society by how tough, rough, nasty, mean, aggressive, hateful, possessive you are, and you are climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. I know you can buy your own car. I know you can buy your own house. But until you create a need that I can pour into, I have no place in your life. So stop coming home bragging to me about how much you don't need me and wonder why I shy away. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk back to me this morning. The conversation has become, let's prove to the men how, indi- how dispensable they are. And it is born out of pain because we hurt you and betrayed you and lied to you and cheated to you. And you became like you became out of pain. Oh, Lord. I told you they wasn't going to like this, Jesus. Okay. He said that we was raising women to become men. And he talked about how nasty and aggressive and this and that women can be. And I know we looked at a lot of stuff. Some of it I can't even remember. I didn't look at it, but a lot of people watched stuff that was I think it was Tyler Perry's stuff, Sisters, and uh, a few others. Uh, the one with the one, they talked about the woman named Cookie. All of these kind of things, it's not good. If this is the way you had to become in the world, it's, it's pitiful. Because God made the man first, and he told the man, he got to work by the sweat of his brow. He put him in charge, put the man in charge, and he did. He even come with the foolishness. God know what Adam had said. I mean, Adam knew what God had said, but he, he couldn't handle it. And he told him, my wife, you know, the woman you gave me offered this to me. I don't care who offered it to me. God said, don't do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to do it. And I believe we, we have lost a lot of women. They're no longer shame-faced. They're no longer soft. And we owe it to them following the ways of the world. I'm to my church women. <clears throat> now the women of God, we, we haven't lost our touch. But church-going women have lost their touch because they got tired of this and they got tired of that and they really didn't know how to go and pray and, and, and let God remove it from them. A lot of women left their husbands because they didn't know how to pray. A lot of men left their wives they didn't know how to pray and have patience to wait on God. If God gave it to you, he can fix it. Every time there's a, a problem with my truck, God fixes it. He, he showed me how to get it taken care of because I don't know. 
what God gives, he'll take care of it. But we can't be in such a rush that we want to take care of it because God is not moving quick enough. He knows how much you can bear, and he knows what you need. And if we can just wait on him, he's going to move. Sion told me something the other day that had happened. And all we could do was pray. And later on, she called back with a testimony. It was out of her hand. She did what she could do. Her husband did what he could do. And that's all that could be done. Now, the rest was for them to sit back and wait on God. I know they talked about some things, probably, you know, discussed it and this and that. But God moved. They didn't have to. They didn't have to do it all. So if we'll wait on the Lord and have patience, he's coming. Over and over, and I am a, I am a living witness, he is coming over and over and over and over. Yeah. Coming to see, <clears throat> excuse me, about you. The songwriter said, I've learned to pray in and out of season, anytime for any reason. Prayer is the key. Your faith unlocks the door. If you believe, look at this. He, 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 he has a word to say. While you're calling on him, he already on the way. Why? Prayer will fix it every time. And those of us that call on him, <clears throat> excuse me, we're calling on him, but he's already here. He promised never to leave me, nor forsake me. He said he would be with me until the end. So if I believe that, I just turn right to him and say, Lord, I need this and that. And, and, and God, can you, would you do this and that for me, Lord? I need it. But we must believe. Stop thinking in your own head because you, 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 you got to trust him with all your heart. Stop trusting yourself. You're messing up. You got to walk in the spirit and the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We're doing too much. We're trying to fix it. And if, if you could, you would have been taken care of. It never would have got there where you need that. But people don't believe in the truth. They don't. They, they, they want to do it themselves. And they want to know where everything is coming from and when it's going to be done. That's not faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope, I hope for the, the evidence of things not seen. I don't see it. I don't know nothing. All I know is I need it or I want it. And I got to wait on God to give it. Lord, help me to do small things. I want to do things that will help people. And Lord, it'll bless me. And Lord, it'll cause your light to shine in darkness. And the darkness can't comprehend because it, it's your will. You're the one that's going to drop. Yeah, all we got to do is pray. And believe not only he here, but whatever we asking for, he's going to answer. Yeah. He's able, he's able to see us through 
over and over and over and over and over again. Again and again and again and again. But we got to get out of our own way. Some of us, we lost some things because we were in our own way. We messed up. Yeah. And now that we messed up, some of us still won't go back to God. We just crying and moaning and sobbing and walking around pitiful. When all I got to do is go to him and say, Lord, I messed up so bad. Lord, would you fix me and fix it? And Father, I'm sorry. And if this come back around, Lord, don't let it find me in the same place. In the name of Jesus. And if you open your spiritual eyes in a few minutes, you're going to get to see he moved for you. And he moved quickly. Because that's the quickest way I know God to move on spiritual things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And we're still talking about giving something small, doing something small. I remember one year I called a company and I said, uh, I was calling to see if you need a volunteer. They said, no, everybody over here, we have to pay them. You know, we would never, you know, let nobody work for free. I said, thank you so much. And I went on to the next spot till I found a spot at the City Rescue Mission uh, thrift store where I could volunteer or where I could go over here and do something. Acts of kindness, small acts of kindness. It's a wonderful thing. But today, everybody want to be paid for what they do. Volunteer. I got to pay my bills. But see, we the believers, we work so we'll have money to give. And because we give, God take care of our bills. Yeah, he take care of the bills and everything because we're givers. I'm thankful unto him right now for the thousands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Without him, I can do nothing today. So, again, the studio is open. If there's someone has something they would like to say, please feel free and press that number one and come in. If not, I'm going to the last song of the morning. Well, I'm going to pray us out, and I'm going to the last song of the morning. I um, need to run to the beach. So I um, plan on, you know, getting dressed to go. But let's pray, and then we'll go to our last song of the morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us this day. Thank you for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. Father, it's a light unto our path. And forever, oh God, the word is settled in heaven. And we ask this morning as we depart that, God, you would bless us this day uncommonly. Bless us this weekend uncommonly. Move by your spirit. Teach us, Lord. Show us the way to go, the right way to go. In the name of Jesus, bless your people, Lord. You see what they're going through. Again this morning, move by your spirit. And Father, bless our going out and our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. 
Father, we ask it all again this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this weekend, starting September the 16th, 2022, in Jesus' name. So, again, at this time, I'm saying bye-bye, and we're going to our last song of the morning, and after the song, I won't be coming back today. God bless you. Y'all ready to go to church?
doesn't belong to you. If I live right, heaven belongs. Don't you give up the fight? With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 